Okay, we gotta play this clip, but we should give people context first. Although, Pip, I just realized we're wearing a very similar shirt. Yes, it's true. And look, the lighting's not great today uh, for you on YouTube, but uh, deal with it. That's all I've got to say. That's right. You know, we, you can't win them all. Can't win everything. You know, we're comfortable. We're comfortable. Hopefully you're comfortable. But um, yes, welcome. welcome to another episode of The Bible Boys. And just before, I was making myself a coffee, and I was getting James, he requested some warm water. And I poured in, and I wondered, okay, I know the glass breaks when you get the order wrong. So I poured in some hot water first. No, 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 cold water first, and then hot water. Because if you do it the other way around, it can break. If the glass is too cold, and then you put it under really hot water, yes, it can yes. shatter. Or if it's really, really hot, and then you put it under cold water, it can also shatter yeah. as well. And then James shared a nature fact, which was, <laughs> if you uh, pour in half hot water, half cold water, it'll be on the hot side. Yes. It's a law of cooling. Well, there's a, yes, there's a, there's a cooling thing that's going on Is there. that an underwhelming nature fact? It's, well, yes, because the, the dynamics of it are very intricate, but if you just say it like that, it's a very underwhelming nature fact. Anyway, show us this Gordon, tell us about this Gordon Ramsay clip. <laughs> I guess so, we were talking about the cooling and whatnot, and then I said, hey, Pip, you and I both like Gordon Ramsay, in moderation. Um, yes. And I asked Not you, so much, but yeah. <laughs> I do go on a bit of a Gordon binge every now and then. Um, I said, have you watched this Hell's Kitchen clip where there's this um, lady who uh, <laughs> needs boiling water and tops up her saucepan with cold water and then Gordon says, why'd you do that for? And she said, oh, I thought that cold water boils faster than hot water. <laughs> His response is, that, just play the clip. Yeah, I'll just play, play the, the clip. clip. I'll play the clip so our listeners can listen along. Uh, this is Hell's Kitchen. I thought cold water was supposed to boil faster than hot water. Here we go. Why is spaghetti not in there yet? The water's not at a rolling boil. The water's not boiling. Did you top it up with cold water? Yes, chef. Why did you put cold water in there? I thought cold water was supposed to boil faster than hot water. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. It's so good. Uh, friends, Gordon Ramsay, you know, <laughs> we can't condone it, but we also can't deny it. <laughs> That's right. It's pretty funny. That's right. And what's actually going on there is she might have remembered from high school chemistry that if water is really hot and you put it into a colder environment, like if there's a big difference between the temperature of the water and the surrounding temperature, yes, it will cool extremely quickly. Mm. But if you have cold water it actually takes a lot of energy in order to heat it up to boil but she didn't remember that second part she yeah, was thinking yeah, yeah. oh hot water cools very quickly probably yeah. you know that thing where if you take boiling water and you like toss it up in the air in like a really cold climate by the time it lands it will be ice or snow did you know that i do not know that yeah there's there some cool go. clips anyway I'll, um, I'll uh, YouTube it later. Yeah, that's there you it. Go. Any little funny little quip to begin today's that's right. uh, podcast. That's right, that's right. Yes, yes. Anyway, what else has been happening in your world? Well, uh, last night, Viv and I were... Actually, it wasn't last night. It was a few nights ago. Viv and I were thinking about something. And I said, hey, did you know that... I think there are some Arnold Schwarzenegger movie quotes that could actually be definitions of areas of theology. 
Really? And I said, I need to share this with Pip on the Bible Boys. Alright, so hear me out. So you got Self- get to the jobber. Is that one? <laughs> well, that that, 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 that's, a, that's a quote. But maybe, maybe. Well, yeah, get, get to the. Get to the. We need top. to get to Jesus, right? Not the chopper. Yes, Jesus is the chopper. That's right. That's right. Well, I've got. I had. I had a few that we went through. Um, that that Viv and I sort of. I'll talked be back. About. Well, second, second coming. Well, yes. Well, what I wanted to do was I wanted to say that area mm. of theology. Then I'll play the clip. All right. And then you tell me what you think okay. the area of theology. Though that being said, you may know a lot of these words as well. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. So. Just give me one moment. Friends, I have a soundboard in front of me. Oh, so good. An Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. Um, yes, I just I just got to get it out. Right now, now how, how big of a... Do you have a favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger? I like um, Kindergarten Cop. Yes. Classic. Who's your daddy and what does he do? Is that one as well? Is that one yeah, it is. You know what? I shouldn't have asked you. I should, I should, just, I should just play this. All right, so we've got eschatology and the quote is... <laughs> Second coming of Jesus. Second coming of Jesus. Yes. No. Study of the last things. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Um, and Jesus will return one day. Okay, so it's an area of theology. That's right. That we're going to come up with. That's okay. right. That's right. Okay. Um, uh, oh, I seem to remember that this one actually isn't on the soundboard, so I'll just go ahead and say it. Oh, what is it? Uh, soteriology. Come with me if you want to live. Nice. Soteriology for the listeners at home <laughs> and me. What's that again? What it's this. Uh, it's the uh, area of theology where you talk about salvation. Oh, okay. How you're saved. So come if with you me. Want to to yeah, great. Awesome. Nice. What's that one? So we've got. Um, <laughs> so we've got. You know. So there are. You know. We've got three persons of trilogy. A tri- trilogy. Trinity. You've got Christology, which is you know the study of Jesus Christ, second mm. person of the Trinity. You've got pneumatology, which is study Spirit. the Holy Spirit. There you go. Um, and then you've got uh, patriology or patriology. The father. The father, well, which is go. just... Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Good, I like that. You like it? You like yeah, it? it's good. Um, I think I had one more. Oh, what was it? What was the other one I had? Um, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. This one's good. This one's good. All right, cool. So um, I'm going to say the area of theology. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, Harmatology or harmatology. Mm-hmm. Actually, I can't remember. Is it theology or to- harmatology or harmatology? Anyway, um, and this is the Arnold Schwarzenegger quote that goes with it. Stop it! So it's harmatology sin. Yes. That's yes. It. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Study of sin. The study of sin. Yes. Yeah, right. right. There you go. This, this would be a great course on like an overview of um. Different top, uh, system, you know, yes. theology topics and yeah, like, that's know. right. There you go. So obviously there are lots of quotes that I wouldn't want to play, but uh, sure, sure. I sort of had some fun with the, Viv and I were chatting, and I was having fun with the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard and being like, oh, I feel like that's uh, you know, yeah, nice. that could be with that area of theology. Definitely. What's that? What are some other quotes? Get down. Get down. <laughs> uh, theology of worship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get down. Yeah, that's good. Um, I like that. Another one. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Um, theological anthropology, study of man or humanity. Mm, there you go. Nice. That's another one. Anyway, there you go. Oh, um, uh, oh, there was. Never mind. <laughs> I was thinking about like study of revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
now I'm confusing whether or not it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger quote or not. Okay. Oh no, but there's that Samuel L. Jackson quote. It's like, English, do you speak it? I'd like to see a Adam Sandler <laughs> soundboard one. If you could, for next week. That'd be great. Right. Just go home. Go home. Don't you want to go home? Are you too good for your home? Are you too good for your home? The study of heaven? Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, good. Good. Anyway, oh, that's, that's what I was thinking nice. about. Love it, love it. That's awesome. What about you, Pip? What have you been thinking about? Or what's been happening? Um, okay, a couple things. The other day, uh, our shower's been leaking. Oh. And so, um, I've, I had one solution, so I've had another solution. Um, we've been filling up our uh, a bucket with, as it leaks. But the problem is the bucket's been splashing onto the, onto the ground, and that's a real problem, because no one likes a wet floor when you go in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So my solution was to turn the bucket upside down so that the drops hit the side of the bucket Ooh. and kind of don't splash at all right the water wasted continues the leak continues but the ground the ground stays dry yes because we're only going to live here for another couple of months so i thought that's a next person that's, problem. A, that's a band-aid solution yeah gotcha so but she wanted to fix it properly so we drove to bunnings yes got a tool to kind of like screw out one of the things to fix it yeah yeah, yeah. on the way back we hit a nail oh in the no, road and yes. our tyre kind of popped. Yes. Came back. We made it home. There was making a weird noise. The tool didn't fit. Oh. So we left with one problem. Yes. Came back, came back with, with two. two problems. Yes. yes. And now the wheel has been fixed, yes. kind of. Yes. We've got the, another wheel on it. Um, the shower is not fixed. Mm. So we still have that one problem. Yes. So that's the story of my... Uh, Week, yes, really. You tried to fix one trying problem. Trying to fix some house problems. Yes, that's it. Um, but another thing that's been happening mm. is, oh, oh, but here's the thing: at the Bunnings shop, mm. one of the guys, mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, hey, mate, how you going?" Went to shake my hand. Yes. Now, what'd you do? It's COVID. Yeah. You know, so I thought I don't want to be that guy yes. that turns down a handshake. Right. So even though I'm kind of. I've been avoiding handshakes for a long time. It was very unnatural. Yes. I went for it. Gave him a handshake. It. it was probably the first handshake I'd given someone in months. There you go. And, uh... How'd it go? Are you are you right? I am still thinking about it, obviously. Yes. I'm Do not, you have any symptoms? I No symptoms. Except for maybe a confused heart. <laughs> but that's also normal as well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's also normal. That's right. <laughs> So, um, no, that was a first handshake in a long time. That's right, that's right. Uh, but no, it was good. Um, but no, I've, I showed you this, I linked you this video. Yes. And I've been obsessed. I've watched this video like three or four times really? in the past week. It's wow. this video that's on YouTube. It's called the, um, the History of the Entire World. Just about, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's the, it's the history of the entire world, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's by it. this guy named Bill Wirtz. Yes. And he does these retro songs. He he did all he did all the music. Yes. Did all the editing. Yes. Did the research. It took him eleven months to make this video, and now it's got like hundred and five million views on YouTube. Yes. It's like a twenty minute, nineteen minute long video, and yes. you watch it, and you're like, oh my goodness, I feel like I just learned so much. Yes. And yet I learned nothing at all. <laughs> and you got to watch it a few times, but it just gives this like pretty detailed but funny. And kind of, you know, skating yes. around the edges of a few things. Like, yeah. If if you're watching it, uh, YouTube it right now. Bill Wirtz, History of the Entire World, I guess. It, it'll change your life. 20 That's minutes right. will change your life. Low listeners, we've got a, a bit of a language warning on it as well. Oh, for but, sure. Um, there is a little bit of swearing. That's right. So, um, 
But yeah, it's a fascinating video. But it got me thinking. Yes. Who, like, is there anyone out there that's done a escape through the Bible? Mm -hmm. And not just like, I mean, the the Bible project, they do like, um, they do explainer videos and they talk about the different categories and genres. They haven't done a whole Bible video. Mm. They've done a New Testament video. They've done an Old Testament video. Mm. They haven't gone from Genesis to Revelation doing, you know, this is the storyline super quickly. You know, this is everything that happens like really, really quickly. Yes. You know, um, and I, yeah, and I, so I started YouTubing overview of the Bible, overview of the Bible. And there's only like a few videos and none of them, like I watched, I watched a few of them. None, none of them were like entertaining. None of them were like very interesting. Um, and some of them were just too like slow yes. and kind of they weren't really talking about the what's in the Bible. They were yes. just you know talking way too much about the different categories of books and genres. Did you and, did you come across that bit? There's one. There's a cute one uh, where there's a little um, there's a little boy who like recites each of the names of the books of the Bible and has like one sentence summarizing the message of the book. Have you seen that one? I haven't. No. Yeah, that was that. Like for me, that's like as close as I've gotten to seeing something. Like yes, sure, but it's not even sure. in the same realm yeah, yeah, of what yeah. you're thinking about. I'm, I'm thinking something that goes into quite a bit of detail, mm-hmm. but goes so quickly. Yes. And there's a lot of visual information on the screen mm. and like the audio interacts with that information and kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, God gives commandments so his people can live good, but it doesn't work out. And yeah, then yeah. what do you have on the video is the 10 commandments pop up and yes. all the other commandments yeah, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. the calf and, you know. Yes. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know... If I want to like, I'm thinking maybe I want to get into video editing or something mm. like that. Maybe that's a project that I could, uh, you know, use. Yeah, that sounds great. So, I don't know. If you want to do it. I've downloaded the trial for Final Cut Pro. Oh, yes. Which is like the paid Apple thing. Yes. But, um, you know. Have you ever done it. video editing like with one of these bits of software and stuff? Uh, iMovie <laughs> is, <laughs> nice. is the furthest yeah. I've gone. Hey, that, that's, that's pretty so. good. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So that's like a little project that I'm yeah. tinkering with at the moment. You know, if you get something up, like, that'd be amazing. I think it'd be... And the thing is, people would watch it. Yeah. And share it. Well, I want to post it to the Bible Boys YouTube channel. Oh, yes. I want it to be the thing right. that gets us viral <laughs> and gets us all these listeners, kind of, you know, it's all to fuel the podcast. That's it. Um, but just transitioning into Bible time, I guess. Yeah, sure. One of the things that, like... Because I, I started to write down, like, what could a possible script be? Because right, if yeah. it's if it's you know if you want it to be a ten minute video going through the whole Bible you want it to be tightly scripted yes and I was kind of um, looking at how like the miracles of Jesus mm-hmm. seem to correspond so closely to big things that happen in the uh, Old Testament mm-hmm. and not just not not just the um, not just the miracles mm. but other things as well. Mm. Like his baptism, mm-hmm. like, you know, I guess, you know, baptism corresponds to a lot of like maybe some water events in the Old Testament. You could argue like the flood in a sense, like the... Well, he's baptized in the Jordan River as well, which is actually very significant. So, you know, I'm going through Joshua right now and they yeah, cross yeah. the Jordan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And his, his flight to Egypt, reminiscent yeah. of the flight to Egypt in the Old Testament. Yeah, that's right. Temptation in the wilderness... Uh, yes. Reminiscent of the the wandering in the wilderness for forty years, yes, and the you know overcoming the temptation, yes. But then I like I was thinking about the water to wine miracle, yeah, in John in, chapter in two, John chapter two. So let's go there. Sure. Um. Yeah, John chapter two. 
So, okay, on the third day, a wedding took place at, at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My hour has not yet come. His mother said to his servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. Um, and I'm just wondering, like, what this sign, does it map to anything in the Old Testament? And at first I was thinking, um, it could map to God changing bitter water to sweet water mm. as they as they're kind of journeying towards the promised land. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, and then like I just Googled it mm-hmm. to see what other people think. And some people think that it, it maps onto... Ezekiel? The, uh, no. no. What do you think? Um, the first plague. Right. Water to blood. Water to blood. Yeah, right. Um, and it's kind of like... And that's in uh, Exodus... I believe it's Exodus... Seven? Seven. Yes, yes seven. the plague of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, verse 20, Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded. He raised his staff in the presence of Pharaoh and his officials and struck the water of the Nile and all the water was changed into blood. The fish in the Nile died and the river smelled so bad that the Egyptians could not drink its water. Blood was everywhere in Egypt. Um and it's kind of like God, it's like we know that in the New Testament wine then later becomes the symbol for Jesus' blood mm. right during, yes. the, during the Lord's Supper yes um, so it's kind of like in, in the first instant in the Old Testament water turning to this this, uh, this other uh, liquid mm. uh, brought death yes and brought horror but Jesus comes and he changes water to wine and it's this joyful celebratory thing mm. so it's kind of like it's 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 similar miracle mm-hmm. but a different purpose and a different outcome like one that brings joy in life and yeah yeah so i don't know do you have any thoughts on like is that kind of i don't know is that you know because i can imagine someone preaching that sermon and, and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. passionately in one case it brought you know yeah, yeah death yeah. and horror but now jesus come and he's done the same thing and he brings life and joy and like you know yes um yeah. yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that that process of in, of interpretation, or uh, do you think it maps onto anything else? You mentioned uh, Ezekiel. Well, uh, yeah, it just makes me think about some parts in Ezekiel about the, God's wrath um, being pressed like a wine press, which you also see in Isaiah as well, um, and you see it in Revelation as well. But also the idea of like, um, uh, and I don't remember where this is from, but the idea of. Um, that's picked up, picking up the theme from Genesis 2 of how Eden, the rivers that flow from Eden were actually split and would um, 
bring water to all the like these four other rivers mm. this idea of flowing and life that comes out um water into wine also evokes like it's not just life but feasting it's more than life it's it's not just survival it's thriving mm. it's uh feasting and abundance so i guess comment i'd have is like there are sort of one-to-one mappings on in some instances but i think they're mostly rare it's more evoking mm. it's sort of like the texture um mm. of the old testament so there's perhaps not just like okay it's just one-to-one sort of thing like even jesus's baptism like we were talking about mm. the jordan 40 days in the wilderness you can't be like oh there's just one 40 instance in the old testament yeah yeah that's right yeah. then it goes into wilderness uh, some people try to do that, yeah. but forty, like it's, you can tell that this is seeped in Old Testament imagery. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's sort of like, uh, I mean, it's a bad example, but in our context and culture, if I, you know, whereas in public and I got down on one knee, people won't be like, oh, I know this is from that movie where mm. the guy gets it's no, this is just part of the language of the culture. Yeah, that getting down you. on one knee is synonymous with proposing. Yeah. So I think that. You know, water, wine, um, power of the elements, um, wine that is good. And also, uh, there's there's something there about pu- the fact that the water in John 2 was in purification jars as well, mm. I think, and turning into wine. Mm. I think there's just a lot of stuff that you can draw from. Maybe not a one-to-one thing, although I might be mm. lacking some particular Yeah, insight. I guess like... Maybe just symbolism in general. Yes. Just like symbolism is more yes. logo. Like, yes. I, I, yeah, which kind of, when you think about it, blood is such a net, like a hot, it's a symbol of like horror and death, and but it's also like the lifeblood. When it's spilled, it's, you know, in the Nile or yes. animal shedding, it's quite, quite a horrific thing. Yes. And then when he applies, I mean, the wine is a, is a symbol of celebration and good times. And, mm-hmm. and so when he says, the wine is my blood, mm-hmm. bring those two things together, mm. it's like, from now on when you enjoy this when you enjoy drink mm. think about my death yes it's like the horror of my death is actually joy for you yeah you know yeah that's right that's right but um yeah it, anyway so that's just one thing but like there's been heaps of things like his 12 disciples mm, 12, yes. 12 tribes like um um even like feeding the 5000 with yes. the bread yes. you know, the manna from heaven yes um but even like there's another story i think it's with elisha mm-hmm. where he feeds a lot of yeah. people with some bread yeah that's right it's like the same and it's well, the same miracle this is the thing that like if you look at where in the bible um there's a high concentration of miracles mm. it actually sh- shows up three times so the first one is in exodus and with the um uh, plagues of egypt and also the israelites coming out and wandering the wilderness so there's that period there's the period of the prophets, especially with Elijah and Elisha. And then there's Jesus and the apostles. And actually, there's three very key... Um, those are three key parts in the history of um, the story of the Bible where mm. there's actually concentrated periods of um, miracle activity, mm. um, which might actually um, help us understand their purpose as well, which is to authenticate the fact that God is doing something very special in that mm. moment in the history of um, the Old Testament and the New Testament and what he's doing and revealing himself. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it actually, there's a, I've, I've been reading a book 
that has been drawing quite a lot actually from Elijah and Elisha yep. and showing how certain things that happen in their life um, help us understand what came before and also what Jesus does in his work. Yeah, right. um, it's about the ascension. The okay. I'm reading. What's it called? Oh, good question. Is it the one you posted? The ascended. No, so I posted a book. So listeners on our Instagram Bible underscore boys with a Z. Mm. Um, I'm gonna start posting uh, one book a week, seven weeks, um, seven books uh, that I've enjoyed reading this awesome. year. Um, so this one I'm reading right now is about the ascension and about how the ascension of Jesus is crucial to understanding um, his victory um, in the gospel. And in fact, it's the, the claim made in the book is that it's the neglected doctrine, that we focus a lot on death. Uh, there's been a resurgence in focusing on resurrection and the importance of resurrection, mm. but ascension, it's, we don't think about how necessary the ascension was mm. to his work. And part of the thing was uh, this idea of mountains and ascending the mountains is actually a really crucial thing that you see throughout the Bible. Right, okay. So it actually starts back in Garden of Eden, which I'd never seen this before. Garden of Eden was on a mountain. Is that right? Yeah. Where, what, where does it say yeah, that? I know, it's crazy, right? I, was, I read that, I was like, wait, what? So let me show you two passages that show us this. And then I'll show you the, the theme that the author is okay. showing. So first of all, Genesis 2. Uh, you've got um, Genesis 2, verse uh, 10. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden, and from there it was separated into four headwaters. Now, when a river flows from a place, it's got to be elevated. Wait a minute, let me do that in my head. It checks out. It <laughs> <laughs> checks out. It's gotta be elevated. I know and my physics. And then when I read that, I was like, okay, but you've got to show me a bit more than that. Yeah. Like, it's not clear there, right? Yeah. But then there's another part where you could actually like see this, and it's a Ezekiel... Ezekiel 28, I think it was. I don't have the book with me, but I think it's Ezekiel 28. And uh, let me read verse 13 to 14. <clears throat> so Ezekiel 28, 13 to 14. Uh, you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adored you. Carnelian, chrysolite, and emerald, topaz, onyx, and jasper, lapis lazuli, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as a guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. Mm. And there's another passage, but I can't remember which one the author cited. Okay. But the idea that actually Garden of Eden... So hold on, wait. But, okay. Just going... Okay, I like that. Going back to the Genesis thing. It said the river flowed from Eden yes. to water the garden. No, no, no. They... From Eden. Yes. Sorry, water, water that was watering the garden flowed from Eden. Right. So it's watering the garden and it comes out of Eden. Oh, so the, it's still the garden of Eden? Yes. Eden still... Is yes. it a little garden on top of a mountain? Is that what you're saying? I don't know how big the garden was. But that, if... I mean, if the, <laughs> if the mountain is at a, comes to a point... Right, you're thinking of like a, like a, a cartoon style yes. where it's, like it's at a point. And the, yeah. No, I think it is a garden. Okay. The point is that it's, a, it's an elevated garden such that the river flows from it. Could be an active volcano, maybe. Could be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's really lava that was flowing. Yeah, there, that's right. right. Okay. Um, but the idea is that um, when Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden, mm. not only were they sent um, east of Eden, but they were also descending from the mount. They had to leave that 
high point, mm. which then actually helps you also understand, well, what goes on with Noah and the Ark? Noah and the Ark, when the 40 days and 40 nights are over, the Ark rests on the top of mm-hmm. a mountain. Yeah. Because the idea is that actually there's a sense in which they've been saved from the judgment, but also it's an elevated status. But then when they come out, they go back down, we see that actually sin continues. Mm. Tower of Babel, what are they trying to do? They're trying to ascend. Trying to build a man-made mountain. A man-made tower, right? To, to get back to God. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've also got other mountains, like, um, you know, skipping a bit, you've got Mount Sinai, where yep. actually God gathers his people. It's not just that they are to gather, it's there to gather, to meet and worship God at the mountain. Mm. And then you've got uh, Elijah and Elisha. There's a really important set of scenes that happens with on the mountain. Um, you've got Jesus, who uh, goes onto the mountain and is transfigured, mm. right? And God says, listen to my son. And then finally, Jesus ascends into heaven, uh, which the Old Testament prophecies talk about ascending Mount Zion as well, uh, which is what one of the things that the Son of Man does. But what the Son of Man ultimately does is ascend into the heavenly Mount Zion, which is heaven. Mm. Hebrews 12 calls heaven the heavenly Mount Zion. There you go. So wow. you have this theme of ascension, right. this idea of elevation, which is littered throughout the Bible. Um, now, that that is then... Mm. The, the framework upon which the author then goes, okay, let's actually see how the New Testament talks about how crucial it is that Jesus ascended mm. to his work and he frames it in terms of prophet, priest, king mm. and how if Jesus didn't ascend back into heaven uh, to be at the right hand of God, um, his work would not have been complete mm. and he wouldn't be able to do all the things and have all the blessings uh, given to us that we associate with the victory of the gospel. There you go. That's awesome. Here's a preaching idea for you. Yeah, go. Find a like a little nature walk that has a few mountains in it. Yes. And then as you lead people on the little walk yes. at each mountain, you talk you talk them through the stories of the Bible. That's right. Through mountains. Yeah, there you go. That's and then, a then great the last idea. one yes. has a plane on it. Yes. Well, I guess the ascension is a plane and you get all get in the plane and <laughs> Oh, we go up Mount Everest, actually. <laughs> That's it. Straight up. That's it. Yeah. I always... I, the ascension is something that, you know, I, I just don't understand it. Where does Jesus go? Mm. It's one, I still have that kind of um, Sunday school yeah. question. That's a good know. question. Where does he go? Yes. And the book actually touches on that um, in a really interesting way. But I won't get too into it because I don't think... You know, I should have brought the book. I wasn't planning on talking about this book. But that's okay. But one thing I just really appreciate about it is that the mystery of the ascension Mm. is actually tied to the mystery of the incarnation. I'll explain that in just a second. But ascension being that, you know, Jesus, the God-man, physical, Mm. ascends into the place of God. The incarnation, God, comes into the... to our physical... Mm to be with us, right? The Word became flesh. Yes. God the Son, the Eternal Son, becomes the God-Man. Yeah. So, I don't, like, I, that makes more sense because, you, you know, you can take on flesh and then you exist in the physical, you know, spirit to physical. Yes. You know, that kind of makes sense. Yes. But to go... Because f- we believe that Jesus still has his physical... Yeah, that's right. Around. That's right. So that's the part I don't get. Yeah. Because no, he retains that. his physical, but he's in, the, he's in the heavenlies. He's in the spiritual mm-hmm. realm. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Anyway, I guess I just I need to sharpen up on my what I think heaven That's is. Right. I think. Yes. 
Well, it, yeah, I mean, and it is a mystery, I think, but I think that the what the author says, and he actually, again, you know what? I think I'll get this book and I'll show you that section later okay. where um, he actually talks about it. He doesn't go, okay, now I know exactly where it is, yeah. right? Um, or how to conceive of this, but he gives some helpful sentences on how to yeah. think about it. But what I love is he says, the mystery of the incarnation is God coming to be with humanity. The mystery of the, in, uh, the ascension is humanity entering into the presence of God. Yeah, nice. Because, and, and always in the presence. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but yeah, it's really cool. That is cool. That's I was been thinking, because earlier this year, I also read a book on the descent, um, like Jesus being buried, what was going on. On Holy, on Holy Saturday. Saturday. Holy Saturday, yeah. that's right, between Good Friday and Easter Sunday. Was he in hell? What? No, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. no. I'm gonna say no. That's right. Okay. The short, ad, you know what, Pip? Maybe I should just summarize these books with one sentence. Yeah. No, he wasn't in hell. He wasn't in hell. <laughs> I reckon a lot of these theological books yeah, yeah. could be pamphlets. Yeah. Just give, give, us the, give us the answers. That's right. right. Well, you know, it was interesting. There was um, there was a book that was written a few years ago, like 800 tome book. Yeah. On on like the love of God, I don't think it was like the Don Carson one. Yeah, and it's this guy's you know doctoral dissertation and everything. Anyway, in the epilogue, or the you know the last part of the book, he says, "So what's the great conclusion of this book? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so." There you go. I just think no, that's so no, profound. Yeah, that is profound. Yeah. When you think of it like when John Calvin wrote his, he came out with the Institutes of the Christian Religion, this massive yes book. They said, could you give us the dot points of the Christian religion? <laughs> we don't want the institutes. We Just want the dot the, points. Uh, the, the, the spark notes. We love <laughs> institutes, not against institutes. More of a, more of a dot point person. Though. Yeah, that's right. That's you right. know, that's why Martin Luther got things done. That's why there was a reformation. 95 yeah, dot points. 95 dot points. That's right. Okay. Wasn't, you, you can't nail a big book to a door <laughs> to get things done. There you go. Uh, you're going to get an A4. It was probably one A4. Yes. Was it one A4? I, I don't know, my friend. I wonder what the standardised... Yes. Paper size was. Was it a big scroll? <laughs> yeah. That's right. How small was his writing? Was he trying to, you know, make sure it was very clear? Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Not really a th- I'm not sure if you can call it a thesis. Well, that's why you've got 95 theses. That's what... Uh, theses. Like, yeah. one A4 paper. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, you got to... It's like 5,000 words for a thesis. I will say, I don't know if I could write 95 lines on an A4 piece of paper. Maybe he had mo- maybe it was a uh, kind of double side. You reckon it's double side? <laughs> double side. So people went up and they kind of looked at it and they're like, "Oh, he's helpfully reversed the, the right. orientation of the printing to make it readable when you flip it up." That's right. Yeah. These are the questions that we don't know. The but answers do. You know what? In new creation, when we see Martin Luther. The, the the blessed face of God. Yes. Um. Sorry, the blessed face of Christ. Yeah. Um. And uh, we're in the presence of God. Yeah. Well, after we're done with the first ten thousand questions. We'll get to we'll get to Paul and yeah. we've got a few and then we'll, eventually we'll get to we'll get we'll get to Peter we'll get to Peter what were you doing when you <laughs> betrayed Jesus <laughs> three right. times we'll, we'll eventually get to Martin Luther and we'll ask him yeah how what was the orientation <laughs> was it double sided that's right yeah <laughs> anyway anyway was, excellent Bible right. time yeah times one of the things I do want to just flag though about that book now that we're talking yeah, about yeah. It, is um I think it's very helpful uh, that the book says if you see how crucial the ascension is, um, you will really believe Jesus when he says it is better that I go and send mm. the Holy Spirit. 
mm. in uh, John 14 to 16. Yeah. Because um, that's, the author says that, you know, he believed it, but then this really helped him to believe it. He's like, oh, right. If Jesus really didn't ascend, we really wouldn't have all these mm. amazing benefits. Um, yeah. Anyway. Nice. Oh, another cool thing. Sorry. Yeah, I, just, yeah, no, I just keep going. No, go on. I'm loving it. Uh, Bible trivia. Who does the New Testament say is our advocate? You might say... Oh, sorry, you go. Yeah, how do you uh, answer that? Advocate. I want to say... I want to say... Um, either, or for some reason, and I could be wrong, the Father. No, Jesus. <laughs> One of them. Advocate, yeah. Well, Jesus is actually called the Advocate, yeah. and the Holy Spirit is called the Advocate. Ah. So in uh, John... Oh, is it 16? Um, yeah, John 16... Oh, sorry, John 15, verse 26. He says, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Um, and then, you know, John 14, verse 26, he also calls the Holy Spirit the Advocate. So I actually think that for many people, including myself, if you say, who's the Advocate? I'd first say the Holy Spirit. But actually, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, 1 John chapter 2, verse 1, it says, uh, But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. So we actually have two advocates, at least. Nice. And the author says, The Holy Spirit is our advocate who dwells in us and with us. Jesus Christ is our advocate right now in the presence of the Father as well. Nice. Awesome. And, you know, he's like, I'm drawing a distinction here. But, yeah. Anyway, that's cool. That's two, two advocates. Nice. No, awesome. Do you want to hear another piece of bold trivia? Please. What was Judas's favorite uh, snack out on a walk? What was his favorite snack? Betrayal mix. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Did you come up with that on Just the spot? No. As soon as you said Bible trivia, I'm like, all right, I've got to match this. <laughs> I'm going to match this Bible trivia. Oh, I love it. It's a trivia of mine. I love it. I love it. That's great. That's great. Have we got any um, messages in the old uh, email, in the old Gmail inbox? We do. Oh, Listeners, you can email us at thebibleboys with a Z at gmail.com. Uh, we have uh, listener Mary who has emailed in. Hello, Mary. Hello, Mary. Subject line is hey, hey, hey. Hello. <laughs> she goes, hey guys, love your work and love the shout out to Broomshead Beach Mission Team, which I uh, did last week. Yep. Um, here are two questions. Number one, what's your go-to karaoke song? Mm. And number two, what's one of your favorite Christian songs and why? Keen to hear your thoughts. And then she gave us an emoji smiley face. And she signs off Oh, as it was Mary. like one of those ones with the closed eyes. And, like the, and the rosy cheeks. Yeah, a so contented smile. Contented emoji. smile, that's right. Well, Mary, thanks for emailing us. Pip, what's your go-to karaoke song? Mary, I used to know all the words to Billy Joel's um, We Didn't Start the Fire. Or is it you didn't start? Someone didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire, I think. Because it, it's like, it's yes. packed full of lyrics. And I yes. used to be able to nail them all. Yeah, nice. Um, uh, You're the Voice, John Farrell. Oh, another classic one. Mate, I'd love to hear you sing that sometime. Um, uh, Wasabi by Lee Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> another one. I'm listing You've my probably top ten. You've got a lot. Can't, you know, sh- uh, Shannon Noll, obviously, yes. you know. What, what about me? What about or me? Lift. Uh, Lift, you know. Yes. Um, also a massive fan of um, 
Um, oh, what's that one? It's on the tip of my tongue. So you got a few. I've got, oh, look, I love a sing-along. I sing quite a lot at home to the point Soph gets quite annoyed at my, how much I sing oh. just as I'm doing stuff. Yes. You know? Um, but it's a seal. <laughs> <laughs> what's that song? <laughs> Kiss. Um, I can't remember the name of the I, I'm not very good. A Rose on the Grave or something. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a few there that I like to sing. But uh, yeah, what about you? Karaoke song? Um, it depends on whether I'm being serious or not, but to be honest, I can't leave a karaoke sesh without bursting out Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, nice. Nice. You need a few people behind you. Yeah, that's right. Um, another one of my not serious ones is I like doing all the parts to Les Mis's One Day More. (laughs) (laughs) All the parts. I do all the parts. Oh my goodness. Do you want to do 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 it now or? No, I really shouldn't, but I, um, it's one of my favorite things to do is to do all the parts to One Day More. Nice. Wow. Um, the, uh, if I'm being serious, though. Yeah. Because um, uh, karaoke is serious business. Well, once you've loosened up a bit. Um, <laughs> it gets more serious yeah, the more you loosen up. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, uh, I, I like um, Numb by Linkin Park. Linkin Park! Park. <laughs> <laughs> I become so numb That's right. Um... Yeah. To be honest, I, I don't... So those are like go-to. Okay. I've got a... You know, I, I will sing a bunch of things. Yeah. Big Green Day, maybe? <laughs> oh, yeah. Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Yeah. That's right. I do remember there was a time when I just always wanted to sing Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Oh, Marie. yeah, nice. <laughs> Simple Plan. Welcome to my life. Yeah. Even though it's a very... Sim- Teenage Dirtbag. Teenage Dirtbag. Yeah, that's, that's it. Important. Yeah. Good. Here nice. you go. And what and, about... And a- Christian Song. Christian um, songs, that's right. Well, um, I really like, one of my favourite songs, Christian songs, is um, The Creed. Yes. By Hillsong. Yeah, nice. Um, this I Believe. This I Believe. Yes. There's a, there's a YouTube video where John Dixon is explaining how that song got written. Yes. And he essentially tweeted at the Hillsong creative team. Yes. And said, someone should make a song based on the Apostles' Creed. Yes. Wouldn't that be awesome to be able yes. to sing it? I saw that tweet when it went out really because I was on Twitter at that point and they rep- they replied to him mm-hmm. and said alright we'll give it a go mm-hmm. and then they uh, probably spent a couple of months and then they invited him for breakfast and he listened to it and he said it's pretty good and mm-hmm. they released a song and yeah I love it I love it it's just so it's a great song uh, yeah yeah putting the Apostles Creed to, to music so we can sing it and you know with a little bit of embellishment <laughs> a little bit of uh, other lyrics in there as well I think it's a fine song yeah it's really good I really like that what about you yeah, um, I think uh, I'll, I'll list three. Okay. Number one is I really like um, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Oh, okay. I know we're not just thinking Christmas. Yes. I really like Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I think that it just captures the mystery um, and glory of the incarnation. Mm. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate trinity, um, pleased as... God with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Mm. So it's just rich with theology. Nice rhymes as well. Yeah, yeah that's right, that's right. <laughs> you could you'd probably wrap it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to try Hark the herald angels sing. Yes. I like that word hark. Good use of hark. Wait, I just realised. I think I misquoted it. No, I think, no, I think, I think you got it right. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinner reconciled. Wait, wait. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see, 
Hell the incarnate deity. Deity. I said Trinity. So it's deity. Close. You, I need a refresher every year. You know yeah, what I mean? Like right. we're that's almost right. up to Advent. Yeah. And we're it's just, it's like to... one of those, it's like a movie. It's one of those songs that you really only sing once a year. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of pretty much enough of it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you know? it, that's it. So that's number one. Number yeah. two, Be Thou My Vision. Nice. I really like Be Thou My Vision, especially when people actually sing the third verse. Okay. Because we usually skip the third verse. What's the third? How does that Be go? Thou My Battle Shield, Sword for the Fight. Be, Be Thou My Armor. armor. And be thou my might. Mm. Or is it my delight? It's my might, I yeah. think, yeah. But yes, when we talk about the battleship and the armor, I, I love it. I like it because it's such a profound um, prayer of um, delighting in God and treasuring Him above all else. Nice. So I love it. And if, if you want a dubstep remix of that song, <laughs> just go to soundcloud.com forward slash pip dash witheridge. <laughs> I think we've played it on We the probably have played it on the podcast before. I'm going to listen to it later. That's right. Maybe I'll get it out while I'm also saying my third one. Sure. What's your third one? My third one is... I really like We Belong to the Day by Emu Music. Um, I, I just think it's such a... There aren't many songs about the return of Jesus, I've realized. Mm. Can you think of another song about the return of Jesus? See Him Coming? Oh, yes. That That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So I don't feel like there are many... Backstreet's back. <laughs> hey, by the way, the other day I was reading an interview. Do you know that one of the original Backstreet Boys is a Presbyterian minister with Ligonier Ministries no in America? Way. Yeah. His name's Burke Parsons. Um, he was one of the original Backstreet Boys, and right before they started recording their first album, he left the group oh. because he's like, I don't think I can do this. And then the producer of the band he also went on to uh, to start NSYNC and reached out to Burke and said I want you to be the first one to join NSYNC so was he in NSYNC? he was not he He's said like, no I, I can't do it yeah so even after the success of Backstreet Boys yes. he turned to NSYNC well he said that, that the, the turning down NSYNC was even harder than leaving mm. Backstreet Boys um, but anyway sorry that's just a side note no. Um, but yeah, I really like We Belong to the Day. I just think it's a wonderful um, expression of hope that we have, even uh, like as we look forward to Jesus returning, mm. even though we know that judgment is coming, but we have a you know, strong as a mighty rock refuge mm. in the coming wrath. Yes. And also it's a call to evangelism as well. Yeah, nice. I, uh, uh, I tend to listen to We Belong to the Day before I preach. Okay. This is a personal... Thing I do. I'm not saying everyone needs to do this. So. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. I also like um, Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. You know, there's this um, big gap in one of the lines. Yes. I don't think they quite got it right. <laughs> really? But let me sing it. It goes through this. Yeah. You were as I tempted and tried human. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you sing that song, just yes. remember that guy. It's a little bit too long yes. for my liking. There you go. Where is that song? Oh, actually, no one. I was thinking about it. Have you, have you got this up? I've got the Be Thou My Vision dubstep remix. Do you want to listen to it? Let's what listen is... to the Be Thou My Vision dubstep it remix. It might be edifying. <laughs> I think I should skip a bit because it's a bit long. Well, I, I think that people want to listen to it, to be honest. I think, like, the more, the better, in my opinion. <laughs> Let's just talk over it for a bit. I just I just don't know when the drop is. 
Yeah, friends, um, this is uh, on the SoundCloud channel Pip Witheridge. Pip slash Pip dash Witheridge. Pip that dash on SoundCloud. Um, and it's a dubstep remix. I think it's coming. Make this? Yeah, it was a prelude to the drop. I don't remember this. Some of our listeners are wondering what's happening. <laughs> what you're about to listen to has been described as the, the audio uh, Mona Lisa. <laughs> I think this is it. <laughs> Coming to a church near you. <laughs> Imagine if uh, they got that going in early morning church. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was just like, oh, quick, 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 we need to find a recording. We're about to play it. Oh, man. A dubstep remix. What is a dubstep remix? I'm sure it's fine. Just play it. <laughs> well, listeners, that's it for another week. Yes. Well, uh, send us a message. Tell us what you think of our, uh, our musical endeavors uh, and let us know any questions that you want us to tackle at the Bible Boys with a Z at gmail.com. That's it. Uh, love you all lots. Goes without saying. And uh, we have a YouTube channel, which uh, just is this audio, and you can actually see us as we're chatting with one another. You can see the fact that we didn't even coordinate, and we're wearing pretty similar, similar shirts today. Yeah. Um, we had some listeners who were like, "We love listening to it, but we wish we could have more, like another dimension, another something." So I thought visual makes the most sense. Hmm. You'll have to share. Some of these messages from these lessons with me later. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I may or may not have texted myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone, and we will catch you next week. See ya.